Welcome to Sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Rev. Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 8th chapter. Jesus said to them, Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? Whoever is of God hears the words of God. The reason why you do not hear them is that you are not of God. The Jews, they answered him, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. The Jews said to him, now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died, and the prophets died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. The road breaks only two ways, my friends. The road breaks only two ways when a person encounters Jesus. Either a person repents and becomes captive to the word, Or a person persecutes and tries to eliminate the eternal truth, the eternal word. In the case of our gospel reading from the gospel of John, we hear that the religious leaders did not go the way of repentance and being captive to the word, that is Christ, but rather they went the way of persecution. They went the way of elimination. You see, those religious leaders were confronted by Jesus' teaching, and the teaching of Jesus, it rocked their world. You see, the teachings of Jesus, it knocked them off center. It knocked them off that center of gravity. So instead, so instead of acknowledging that they were wrong and Jesus was right, well, they said that Jesus' teaching came from the devil. That Jesus was indeed wrong, they said. 
And to prove how much they just believe this, that how much they believe that Jesus was wrong, well, they ended up picking up stones to try and kill him, to eliminate him. Now, dear friends, there are few greater fears in life than a loss of a sense of order and meaning to our lives. We like to be right, and when we are challenged or told that we're not right, well, we go into a tailspin. We become stressed out. We lose sleep at night. But after we pull out of that tailspin and after we regain our composure, we begin a self-defense campaign to prove that we are indeed right and that other person's wrong. So we go out and we gather facts that support our position. We begin to rehearse over and over in our mind our talking points that we will then present to that one that opposes us. And then we begin to gossip about the other person who challenged us, how wrong they are and how right that we are. And little by little, we build up enough confidence that when the right time comes along, we attack with our words to prove our rightness. And if necessary, we intimidate with physical force or physical violence those who dared confront us of being wrong. Sadly, we Christians do this even in the church as well. You see, week after week, churches across America, the word goes forth into ears and hearts and minds from pulpits. And sometimes we hear that we're wrong. Now, I'm not talking about those times where a pastor is clearly in the wrong, clearly in an error, or when a pastor misspeaks and the church says, you know, wait a minute, that's just too much. I'm not talking about those times But rather, I'm talking about those times where God's word goes forth from the pulpit and we find ourselves squirming in the pew. We find ourselves agitated by the truth of God's word. I'm talking about those times where God's word comes at us to undo us. The times where we are wrong and God's word is clearly right. Well, in those times, as a result, we oftentimes get angry. And in our anger, we end up trying to avoid God's word by doing a couple things. And namely, the main one is to leave the church and perhaps look for another church that will tickle our ears. There's another option, though. We can go to that nuclear option. That is to say, we go the route of attacking Jesus' teaching as well as attacking Jesus' messenger like those religious leaders that we heard about who picked up those rocks to stone Jesus to eliminate that uncomfortable message and to eliminate that tension of being wrong. Well, my friends, we do the same when our anger lashes out and tries to eliminate the word of God that so often confronts us. Tragically, my friends, and bluntly stated, there are stories, stories upon stories of good And faithful pastors being driven out of churches for, yes, speaking God's word. And those very same churches that drive the pastor out, well, they go out and they hire another pastor who will tickle their ears. Frankly stated, some churches will hire unfaithful pastors who will not preach God's word, but will protect the congregation from God's interrogating word. They hire a pastor to protect them from God. Looking back to the religious leaders that we heard about in our gospel reading, 
Why do they want to stone Jesus? Why do we get defensive with the word of God? The answer, my friends, is this, is we want to be free from being challenged and we want to be free to believe what we want whenever we want. And frankly, we do not like to be wrong, especially being wrong before God. So we want to be on God's side. In fact, we want God on our side while simultaneously having our own incorrect opinions affirmed and yes, celebrated. Now, dear friends, this is nothing new. If we page back in the scriptures, all the way back to Genesis chapter 4, we hear that Cain was confronted, indeed, he was confronted from his erring sacrifice, his lack of faith in his sacrifice, and as a result of being confronted, well, he kills Abel. When the people of Judah were confronted by that high priest, Zechariah, for their sins, they did not repent, but rather, they conspired and they stoned him to death. And we cannot forget Stephen in the book of Acts, who came against the stiff-necked people who had closed their ears in that book of Acts. And as a result, they became enraged. They ground their teeth together, a gnashing of teeth, and they rushed at Stephen with rocks and they stoned him to death. And in our text today, we heard about this. When Jesus unsettled those religious leaders, they called him a demon and they picked up stones to take care of business. With all of this said, what is really at the heart of today's gospel reading is actually the third commandment. We're being shown that we should not despise the preaching and the teaching of God's word with closed ears and rocks in our hands, but rather we should hold it sacred. Yes, to hold the scriptures sacred and gladly hear and learn them. But what does this mean? It means that hearing the word will indeed make us uncomfortable, each and every one of us. It means that Jesus' word will challenge our behaviors, it will challenge our ideas, our feelings, and our values. The Lord has power in his word, and that word comes at us to shape and to form us, oftentimes different than that of the culture. The word, the teaching, the breath of Jesus is sometimes painful for us to hear. But make no mistake, my friends, it is good to hear. You see, we do not come to the church primarily for social and fellowship reasons, as good as these things are. But instead, our primary reason for coming to the church is to be brought before the word of God. Indeed, to be brought before the word of God. You see, we need to be shown where we have sinned in our thoughts and our words and our deeds. We need to be shown where we have believed the lies of the world, the lies of our old Adam, and especially those lies of the devil himself. We need to be shown that one who refuses to hear the word of God is not of God, but of the devil. You, though, it's each and every one of you, you who have ears, hear this, you are not of the devil. Yes, you are baptized saints. You belong to the Lord, and his word belongs to you for you to hear. Therefore, with me, repent of your attempts to protect yourself from God's word. Repent of your willingness to trust the messages of the world and the flesh, that sinful old Adam and the devil himself, rather than the word of God. Repent of your apathy towards the word of God and hear the good news of the gospel that you are not of the devil. Indeed, you are Christians. 
You are Christians. You are people of Jesus' word. You are people of Jesus' word, not the vain and empty slogans of the world. Your hands, these hands that you have, they are not meant for rocks, but for receiving the body and the blood of Christ for the forgiveness of all of your sins given and shed for you. Blessed baptized saints, you've been given ears to hear. Indeed, in your baptisms, you are given faith. Every time you hear the word, the Lord comes to give you ears to hear. Therefore, hear the word of God every week in Christ's church. Gladly hear the rebukes of Jesus' word of law, knowing that they are not for your abuse, but they are gifts to you to gift you repentance. Gladly hear the comfort from God's word of the gospel, knowing that the word of the gospel is to be placed into your ears to forgive you of all of your sins and to strengthen your faith in this life, in this life which is in this veil of tears. Yes, hear the gospel. Each and every one of you are forgiven for Christ's sake. The gospel is medicine against eternal death for you. Furthermore, if the enemies of Jesus, if the enemies of Jesus' word, if they pick up stones against you, you shall not fear, though. The Lord knows how to hide and rescue his own. He covers you with his protection in evil times. He hides you secretly in his safety. Just as no one, as we heard this today, just as no one was able to harm Christ before his designated time of his crucifixion, so also no one can harm you in any way before the appointed time of your departure from this life. Blessed baptized saints, Jesus will not, and he cannot be silenced. As the eternal word, he cannot be muzzled. Death did not eliminate truth. The grave could not imprison truth. Jesus is alive, and so is his word. The word we hear in the epistle of Hebrews, that it is active and sharper than any two-edged sword to make you and me captive. Yes, captive, not to the world or the devil or our sinful nature, but captive to the Lord. Captive to his word. So hear this today. You are forgiven. You are forgiven of all of your sins. You are baptized into Christ. You belong to Jesus because he bled, because he died, and he rose, because he says it is so. This is the word that is for you to hear. Because you are the Lord's. Because you are Christians and you have been given ears to hear. To hear those words of law unto repentance and those words of gospel unto faith, those words to hold you, to captivate you now and forever. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The, the Lord, Lord bless and keep you. you.